Hi, my name is Joe, and I'm a home decor overspender. Hi, Joe. I made a breakthrough. I found HomeSense. It's unreal. So many brand name sofas. I bought one. Oh, wow, really? It's okay. Yeah. The price is so low. Lighting, unexpected. Rugs, handcrafted. Wall art, eclectic. I go back like every week. <gasps> no, it's always different. New unique decor, same great savings. Every time you go. Field trip. HomeSense, standout pieces, outstanding prices. This month, the Delvin Cox Experience has two sponsors. My brother, Kelvin Cox, and also Mike Fowler from the Cousin Cecil Show. Make sure you check out Mike Fowler on twitch.tv slash Cousin Cecil. Also, check out his podcast, The Cousin Cecil Show, anywhere you get podcasts. I mean, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and also YouTube. And last but not least, check out Mike Fowler on Twitter at MikeFowler93. Welcome to the Delvin Cox Experience, the podcast which each week I'm on a one-man mission to not a coach through diversity. I'm your host, Delvin Cox. And with me on the podcast is a special guest. Let him know who you are, brother. Uh, my name's Billy Dugan, uh, but my artist name is Starletta. I'm a indie pop artist from Ohio. Um, I write like uh, 80s inspired uh, pop music, like uh, the 1975, uh, but also like singer songwriter stuff that's also like Sam Smith and uh, The Weeknd and things like that. So I'm excited to be here. I am very excited too. But before we get into you, as always, we start the podcast off with the five for five, five questions, five answers to get the ball rolling. Bill, are you ready? I'm ready. Question number one. What is the best album or song you listened to in the past year? Doesn't have to be new. Ooh. Um, in the past year. Um, well, my favorite album, I've listened to it in the last year. But my favorite album is the Love Symbol album from Prince. Um, like easily my album. favorite album. Um, if I had to think of like a new album within the last year, um, I, I really like the new Lady Gaga album. Not gonna lie, she's like I, I love, love, love her. So definitely, definitely that album. If it's been within the last year, I gotta check that out. Then I gotta definitely gotta check that out. Okay, it's pretty good. Question, question number two. Give me your top five favorite musicians. Ooh, okay. Um, well, I'm I'm gonna put Prince at the top again. Um, okay, definitely him. Um. I, I think Sam Smith is a really, really talented vocalist. Um, I, I really like Yeba. She's probably my favorite um, like female artist. Her voice is incredible. The amount of emotion that she puts out through her singing is, is ridiculous. Um, I'm also, I'm into metal. So my favorite metal band is the Acacia Strain. Um, I actually have a tattoo for them. Um, and then uh, my... Uh, I really like Luke Combs too. I'm a country guy too. So that might, okay. that's my top five right now. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. Question number three. What is the dumbest thing you think you've done as a kid? The dumbest thing. Oh, yes. um, <laughs> Oh, wow. Let's see here. Um, I mean, I used to, <laughs> And this is pretty dumb, but it's also kind of a little mean. I have a little brother, and I, uh, I used to, I used to scam him out of his, uh, his allowance money because I would build him Lego airplanes. That was pretty stupid. 
because he was like he was like seven years old and every time he'd get his allowance i would make him lego airplanes and he'd give me a dollar for everyone until he ran out of his allowance <laughs> that's actually pretty smart <laughs> a little bit yeah look, look back it's like I'm like playing the game but on my little brother and i'm like that's yeah, kind of it's kind of stupid but it worked <laughs> <laughs> all right question number four this is gonna be a fun one for you okay if you can go back to any era of music and be a singer and work with any artist what era would you want to go to oh um i mean i would obviously go back to the 80s i think the music in the 80s was that like the the most fun that it's ever been like for pop music and everything like that and hair metal was great um yes i would I think it would be really fun as much. I love Prince, but I think it would be really fun to work with a band like Whitesnake. They're like a really big influence for me too. And I love that hair metal stuff. So I, I, and I, I love them. So I think it'd be really fun to work with them. I like that a lot. I like that. Okay. Question number five. This is going to be an interesting one. It's a little different than what I usually do. Okay. Okay. Thanos is coming to take over the world, right? Okay. You got to get five musicians to take down Thanos. And okay, you can use the alter egos and things like that. So who are you getting? So I'm like forming like a super band, basically. A super band, yes. Okay. With the power of music to take down Thanos. Okay. Um, I'm going to get... Uh... Oh, boy. Let me think. I'm going to get... There's a drummer, Luke Holland. He's he would he would kill. He would kill him. Um, okay. There's a guitar player. Um, the he's the guitar player for Polyphia. His name's Tim Henson. Uh, he's like one of okay. the best guitar players probably ever to exist. Um, he's okay. he's taking them down like no question. Uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get. We're going to get Prince to sing him away. He's going to hit all those high okay. notes and just going to blow him out of water. Um, okay, I like that. And then we're also going to get we're going to we're going to get Beyoncé as to double up on the singer. Uh cuz okay. she would she would intimidate Thanos and he might just not show up. So I like that. Okay. Now you got so, one more. And then uh Victor Wooten for the bass player. That's a solid band. I like it. I like it a lot. It might end it. Yeah, I like it. So, let's get into you. All right. Somebody, and this doesn't happen to me often. Somebody on Twitter, a friend of mine, was like, hey, this song is incredible. <laughs> and my, it's my boy Nick, right? And usually when somebody says this song is incredible, I'm like, get the hell out of here. Just <laughs> somebody you know. This is somebody you clearly know and you want me to listen to their song. Okay, I'll listen to it. I listen to the song, and the song I have a question is, let me get the name of it again, because I don't want to mess up the name. It's Crying in Miami, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, that's the right one. <laughs> so, I listen to this song, and I'm like, this song is amazing. And I am floored how good this song is. And I'm like, thank you, thank why, you. Why, why haven't I heard this song on the radio? This sounds like some, <laughs> something that I would hear on the radio like the weekend would be singing. <laughs> like this is it's amazing. Um, it it came out Tuesday, and I I 
I actually just started writing it last week. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It came out Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And you wrote it last week? Yep. Okay, Billy. Tell me, how did you come up with this idea of this song? And especially, more importantly, how did you come up with this idea of a song and put it out there in a week? So I, I just started writing the instrumental about a week, a week and a half ago, maybe. And um, I was sending it to some friends. And uh, I sent it to one of my friends. And he was like, um, I was trying to write more 80s inspired instrumentals. And I wanted to write something that sounded like a, like a cop. TV theme show song from the 80s and I sent it to my one friend and he was like this sounds like you're driving down Miami coastline like like on a bender like thinking of all the stuff you did the night before and like being really sad about it and like we were joking back and forth and I was like watch it I'm gonna call it crying in Miami and <laughs> I was like that I, I was I was at home listening to the instrumental like one morning I was like I just was singing I sang the beginning of the hook and I was like that actually might work I'll like try to track it and then Tuesday, I was writing it, and I posted a TikTok video where I was like, tell me that this isn't sweet. And it was just like that first couple lines of the hook. And I put it on TikTok, and it was up like all day. And it only had 80 views when I went to bed. I remember checking. And when I woke up, it had 100,000. And I had all these Instagram messages and all these people that are like, where is this song? Where is this song? I saw it on TikTok. Where is it? And they found my Spotify. And I only had like 58 monthly listeners. I've been putting out music for about a year and it's like not really gained any traction just because of everything going on with like coronavirus and um, like not being able to play shows and get off the ground. And um, like all these people found my Spotify. I had just put out a song a week before that people thought that the song in the video was that song. So they're sharing it around and they're like, no, this is a different song. All this stuff is really good though. So like I noticed like people were, like trying to find where the song in the video was. And I was like, I have to get this done. This is crazy. I didn't plan on putting out new music probably within the next couple months. Cause I just, I was, had just released another song four days prior to that video coming out. And, um, I called off work. I work at a music store. So I was able to explain to them like, Hey, I know this is weird, but like this thing is happening right now. And like, I kind of want to try to take advantage of it. And I feel like if I don't, I'm going to miss out. And, uh, I, I stayed home. I wrote the rest of the song and, uh, my friend, Austin Wade, he's my graphic designer. He was able to do the artwork in a day. And, um, I uploaded it Friday and then it was up Tuesday. So the whole actual song was written like under a week. I, I, I started writing the lyrics on Tuesday and by Thursday night they were done. And then Friday I retracked everything and, and like mixed it and submitted it. Cause I run a studio out of my house. So I do all that stuff as a, as a job anyways. And, uh, it was just very, very fast and I did not sleep very well for a couple days. So yeah. When I heard this song, like I said earlier, I was like, I was floored. <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. And one of the first things I did was I immediately went on iTunes and like added it to my, my iTunes account and stuff like that. And I, um, Look for other things. Like this this can't be somebody who just <laughs> randomly just started making music <laughs> and put it out there. Then I'm like, holy crap, it's it's other songs here, but they were all like singles. Like mm-hmm. and the music is really good. And I feel like Thank you. 
I feel like this is hard. This is weird to say, but in terms of my music listening ability, I feel like this is thing something that I've been missing for in music. Like this sounds sounds kind of like that weekend sound, but also that '80s feel of music stuff that you you don't really get anymore. And I like it a lot. Yeah. Now. How did you come up with that style? What inspired you to do it? I'm assuming Prince is one of them. Prince is definitely a huge influence for me. I've, I've listened to Prince since I was probably, I grew up listening to Prince. So like the Love Symbol album is easily my favorite record. I said that earlier. And uh, I, I, I really like that R&B pop infusion that he does because it, it's still very like catchy, but it also has that level of like soulful flavor to it that you don't get out of normal pop music. And I've always loved, I mean, I grew up on eighties music, my, and hair metal, like that's all my parents really listened to. And I love eighties pop. Um, it's very experimental and like, I love synthesizers too. So being a piano player, I've always just like toying around with them. And, uh, when I first started writing Starletta music, I wanted it to be more like, uh, like Justin Bieber, Post Malone, because I started writing this stuff a couple of years ago, but I didn't start putting anything out until about this time last year. Um, and uh, I had like a different idea of what I wanted it to be at the beginning, but the way that I write, it always, I really like 80s sounds and they were always in there in some way. But then, you know, artists like The Weeknd started doing stuff that was more, it was harder into 80s. And a lot of indie pop that I like, like one of my favorite bands is the 1975s and they're really 80s influenced. Um, and a, a lot of other indie pop bands do synthwave and 80s inspired uh, stuff further than even The Weeknd does. So when I started noticing that, oh, this is a trend that I thought I was not allowed to write, I guess, because it was almost too 80s. Um, when I, when I started listening to artists that were doing what I wanted to do, I was like, I'm just going to start doing this now. And, um, you know, I play, I play guitar too. So like, I love the guitar solos and I thought like it was cool to add that element of like, if a band played this, but it was still pop music to kind of mesh the two. So it has that eighties, um, sound texture that you would normally get, but I, I think it's still a little bit more commercial than indie pop. But um, also has like a almost like a I don't want to say like a rock element, but just because there's like guitar solos and every song has some kind of guitar in it because I love that live band element. So I tried to like kind of put it all together. And uh, here we are. (laughs) (laughs) I I like it a lot, man. It's different. It's cool. It's smooth. Let me ask you this. Where do you think mm-hmm. your love for music just even came from? Like, this is something that when you were a kid, you hear Prince for the first time, like, yeah, that's what I want to do with my life. Do that, what Prince is doing. I, I don't, I always grew up just having like an, like a draw to music. Uh, my, my parents had a piano, like an upright piano in the house when I was growing up. And uh, I always used to just kind of poke around on it. And they were like, they noticed that I was interested in music. I like learning songs and like, trying to remember like band names when I'd see them on MTV. And um, like, I, I've always just had some kind of inclination to music. It's always been like a curiosity. And then I started taking lessons when I was little. I grew up in a the town, I still live here, um, but the, the town that I grew up in had a music program that when I was in middle school, we got nominated for a Grammy. Um, so 
Yeah. So I grew up in a very fortunate area that put a lot of money into their arts program. So the fact that I was interested in music was really, really amplified by the areas, uh, my, my school system's music program. And uh, I was in like jazz band and orchestra, marching band, like three out of my seven classes in high school were music classes. So I was able to really channel my interest into school and I learned like what I liked and what I didn't like. And um, I've always really liked writing music um, and I like writing instrumentation because I play, I mean, I, everything on the Starletta stuff, I'm doing all of that. Like I play guitar, drums, you know, piano, everything. So, and that's one of my favorite things that Prince about Prince is that he, he did everything on the first few albums all on his own. So, um, I don't know. I've always just like been really, and it's come, it's kind of come easy to me at the very beginning music stuff compared to other things. So obviously if you're a little better at stuff than other things, you want to, you want to tend to want to do it more. So, but my, my parents are really supportive and the school system I grew up in was extremely supportive. That, that definitely helped. I think that's dope. And you answered one of my questions talking that you are doing all the instrumentation in this song. That is super cool. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Have, yeah. All the stuff is me. <laughs> have you ever worked with a band or like a, a group or anything yeah. like that? Yeah. So I used to be in a metal band actually right up until the pandemic hit. I was in a metal band, but we just haven't done anything all year and, and everyone's kind of moved in different directions. So I, it's probably safe to say that it's, we're not a band anymore, but we never really officially called it. But like, um, I, I record bands when I'm not at my full-time job. It's what I'm actually, I'm, I'm moving to Nashville in a couple months to like pursue production and, and recording full-time. Um, and uh, so I've worked with bands before. I've been in bands before, but uh, it's kind of tough to be in a band in my opinion, because you have to wait on other people. And it's uh, not that, not that it's being in a band's a bad thing because I love it. But uh, the fact that I'm able to write the, all the music by myself. I don't really have to wait on anybody. And that allows me to get things done in my time frame. Like if I was in a band, I wouldn't have been able to finish crying in Miami in four days. I would have had to wait for other people's schedules and stuff. And it allows me to, to work on my own time and get things done how I want them to get done. So it doesn't drag the process down. But I, I love being in a band. I actually, the way that I write the Starletta music I write it with guitars and that live element on purpose so I can play with a live band when I start doing shows. So I would like to have a band for live purposes again, but I think for writing, I, I like keeping it on my own because it's more, it makes it more personal for me and uh, just allows me to kind of get things done faster. So you touched on it just a second ago. I want to go back to this real quick before we go into some more questions. I want to ask you, what has it been like working in terms of like making music in the time of a pandemic? Cause it seems like that, that whole aspect of work with a band seems virtually almost impossible at this point in time. And you're kind of knocking out music on your own. You're kind of your own one man band. So what has that been like for you? It, it's tough. I mean, I've, I've actually never had more client work working with other bands than I ever had in the last year. Cause everyone, there's no shows. So everyone's just writing and recording and I've had to like kind of manipulate my schedules. Like, okay, I can't have, I can only have one or two of you guys come in at a time. Um, you know, we have to make sure that we're still doing stuff safely. Um, and I kind of, a lot of people can record at home now, so they would just send me files if it was possible. So they didn't want, wouldn't have to come over, but, um, working on my stuff, 
I mean, at the beginning of the shutdown, I had the mentality that everyone had. They're like, man, this is only going to be two months. I'm about to practice. I'm about to write. I'm about to bust stuff out. Like, I'm going to get so much work done. And I had put out two songs right before the shutdown happened. And it was uh, Patience and Sedative both came out like around, I think the first week of the shutdown is when I put down out the second one. And then um, I didn't write anything the whole lockdown until the last week. I was so bummed that I just like, there was nothing to do. I'm a, I'm a really social person. So to like not have any ability to hang out with people like really killed my creativity. And um, I, I put out another song about how bored I was. And um, really the rest of the year, I didn't write a ton. I mean, I have, I have stuff that I've worked on, but I just, it, it's tough to be a creative and then not have the ability to like share your work or like, um, like going out and playing. And, um, I get a lot of my creativity from being socially interactive and not having that social recharge, like really killed my drive to the point where I was like, do I even like doing this anymore? I don't know. Like, this is my favorite thing. And when I go to sit down to do it, it just doesn't, I don't feel inspired, but something over the last few months changed. And I, I it's just been a, a flip. I, I, I've been busting out like instrumentals and I I've probably written five songs in the last month that are good enough to like finish and release honestly. And, uh, but most of the shutdown it's, it's been tough. And I know a lot of musicians that have had the same issue where they're just, you, they thought that they would be able to get better, but you get to a point where you're like, why am I doing this? You know, cause there's no shows. So it, it kind of feels like, uh, I don't want to say hopeless, but definitely doesn't feel like you're working towards something. But now that like the vaccine's out and it's, it's starting to die down a little bit. I think, I think everyone's creativity and like bump, especially mine is coming back, which is, which is good. That's really good. Who are some artists that you would like to work with? Oh, um, I would love to work with the 1975. Um, they're definitely one of my biggest influences over the last few years. Um, honestly, my, my ideal, like person that I would want to work with, it's like my career goal is I would love to work with Lady Gaga. She's what actually got me to realize that I like pop music when I was in middle school. And, um, I just, I love her as an artist. I love that kind of like EDM dance thing that she gives out. And, uh, I think it would be super, super cool to work with her. Um, cause I, I would like to do a lot of songwriting and producing for other people and in the long term as long as well as being an artist. So I, I really want to try to work with this like bigger pop artist in, in the future. And uh, she, she's definitely like my crowning achievement goal. Yeah, so that's, maybe that's one day. Pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I, I think that's pretty awesome. Interesting question for you right now. Mm-hmm. This song blew up on TikTok like crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How has that changed things for you? Cause it has to be shocking to see, like you one one moment you look at this song and it's eighty views on TikTok, then you wake up and it's over a hundred thousand views. People are like, "Hey, where's the music at? I want money. I want to give you money for this." Like, yeah, <laughs> it was it was crazy. I mean, I I was in a band for years that we toured and like did all this stuff, and never once did we even get close to the amount of like attention that I've been getting in the last week. And it's, it's a little overwhelming, honestly, because I'm like, I'm really excited about it. Like 
that people are really interested in the music that I'm putting out. And uh, this is the first time in all year that I feel like I've been putting music out to avoid because I've been releasing them out music. And I had at this point on tour last Tuesday, I had 58 monthly listeners on Spotify. And as of this morning, I have 31,000. And the street counts. I know, dude, it's crazy. Like, and it just keeps going up. Like the, I keep, gaining more followers and the stream counts keep getting higher every day. Like it's nuts. Like, and I've had people hit me up. They're like, I want to work with you. I want to work with you. Can we do these interviews? Can we talk? Can we chat? I want to do this stuff. And it's like, I, it, <laughs> I'm like trying to balance my schedule and it's, it's, it's like a good feeling to be busy for this reason. But, uh, yeah, I like it. It was, it's so, it's so cool that I, people are like really into like, it like genuinely like the music I've been putting out just cause I put a video on TikTok of me writing and like, it's, it's just, it's snowballed from there. So I, I'm trying to keep it up. I know I got to follow it up with more stuff. So, um, yeah, I just, I just hope it doesn't go away. That's all. That's all I'm, I'm thinking right now. Let me ask you this question. This may sound weird, but hear me out mm-hmm. with all this whirlwind of stuff going on. Have you just taken a second to just, take it all in and just enjoy that moment because this is not something that's normal whatsoever. And it has to be cool. I, it, it is cool. I remember there was a day, I think it was Friday, Friday. Yeah. So Friday when I finished recording everything and I mixed it and I sent it out to my friends that are engineers, I was like, does it sound good? Like checking everything. And I finally landed on the thing. I remember playing the song back in like, playing my guitar and singing along to it, like to see if I could do it, like play guitar and sing it. And it like hit me like that. I'm putting this out because people found out who I am. And it's like, uh, I remember just like smiling. Like I was just like, like smiling to myself. I was just at home alone, like listening to the song over and over and over again and playing it over and over again. And I'm like, this is really about to do at least something for me. And, um, you know, like four days before that, I just like, I, I, my only, the only people that really knew I put out music were my close friends and my family and maybe a couple other people, but I mean, less than a hundred people. And now like all this stuff is happening and it's, it's, it, I don't know if it's necessarily hit me full on yet, Cause I'm still going to work every day and I'm still doing stuff, but I'm like glued to my phone watching the stream counts go up and like all this stuff. And it's just like, it, it, I did have a moment where I was like, this, this honestly could be a break for me that I've been wanting for a really long time. Like I'm 25. I've been putting out music since I was 17. And this is the first time that I felt like I'd finally on the way to like the place I wanted to be. Yeah, it, it kind of feels like that. From the outside looking in, it kind of feels like that in terms of hearing how it's blown up on TikTok and then me hearing the song myself and the first thing that comes to my mind is like, why well, haven't I heard of this artist before? And I'm like, then I'm he listening talking to you now. I was like, oh, because he hasn't blown up yet. That kind of explains that. And I think that's cool to have you on the podcast right now when you're at the kind of at the ground level, man. And it's awesome hearing your excitement for this song and Seeing it blow up, it's just, it's good, man. I, I, I like it, man. I, I'm excited to see where you go from here. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Have you had any other people, bigger people, reach out to you yet? 
bitter people. Bigger. Um, bigger. Like, uh, oh, bigger, bigger. Not, not the bitter people. We know the bitter people are going to come, but bigger. Like, I would say there's a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm referring to like companies. Like, have we had like a, I don't know, not Spotify, like a BMG or some of those big music um, companies reach out yet. Yeah, I had I had a couple indie labels reach out to me and like offer me deals. Um, like I I had a, a call this morning with a management company um, that was interested. Um, I had a call with an A and R rep today that was interested in me. Um, I've had people that are like music producers that have like have that have like platinum credits for like overseas charts that are like, hey, we should like link up sometime. And it's like I almost I almost don't know if I've processed those things yet because it's like I'm doing my Instagram DMs and like they're verified accounts. These people have like, like literal platinum records and they're like, I want to work with you. And I've always wanted that, but it's just weird to see it happen at such a fast rate. Like I literally went from nobody knowing who I am to these people like trying to get a hold of me with realistically two popular songs under my belt that have only gained traction under the last two weeks. And the good, the cool thing is that they're all organic numbers. Like I had, I had a couple companies reach out and they're like, have you submitted these songs to playlists? Is that why the streams are so high? I'm like, no, this had 45 streams five days ago. And it now it's above 65,000. Like I, I've paid, I've, I have paid $0 for ads. I have done nothing for promotion besides posting these videos on TikTok and my Instagram and people just finding me. And like, it's, it's cool to see that organic growth so fast. And I think that's why it's kind of shocking me because I'm not, these are like real people finding my music. It's not like, oh, I got put on this playlist and my numbers shot up. These are all genuine human beings that just are interested in me. And, uh, for the, for those people to like reach out, it's like, is this really, it's really working this fast. Like it's really happening this fast. So there's been a few. There's been a few people that have that have reached out. I'm I'm still kind of waiting to get my footing to see like what I'm gonna do. But uh, it's definitely uh it's definitely cool to know that those people are looking at me now. At least they're watching what I'm doing. Yeah, man, I'm super happy for you. This is a success story, and this is a story of the people. You kind of came from the people in terms of small beginnings, and now you're blowing up and the people are helping you get to where you want to get at. And I think that is just amazing, man. Couldn't be happier for you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So two questions before we go. The first okay. question is, where did you get the name Starletta from? Um, so I, when I was in high school, there was a metal band that I really liked that was from Ohio. And they had this song called X Starletta X. And I just remember thinking like, that's really pretty. I like that. And when I was in high school, I actually started writing Starletta music, but it was metal music. I put out one song under it that was metal, and I think I've removed it since then. But um, that, I just really liked the name. I just thought it sounded pretty. It doesn't really have like any necessarily like meaning to me. I just I thought it was like a, it like rolled off the tongue. So it does. But yeah, I I just got it. I just got it from a metal band, like a local metal band. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Final question for you. It's the interesting one. What okay. do you think is your next move? So I, I actually 
filmed a video for a new song that's not out. Um, I filmed it last summer, and uh, it, I just never put it out. And that's definitely the next song I'm going to put out. So I'm trying to get that one out within the next month. I'm going to give this. I'm going to give Crying in Miami a little time to breathe. Smart um, move. But I'm definitely going to work. Start working on more stuff like Crying in Miami, but not like stray too far away from my other music. Um, to try to like get something out, hopefully by the summer, um, at this rate, uh, because I, I really want to try to not lose that internet attention. And, uh, I just really want to like build on the TikTok community is honestly so genuinely nice and supportive and at least the people that have followed me. And I really want to try to like do more streaming because I've been, uh, I've been going live, um, like every other day, just like taking questions and like people asking like, what software do you use? How do you make the music? So I started writing on uh, TikTok live and um, I just want to do that. Cause I also want to like uh, help people with that. Want to start like getting into writing pop music and just music in general, like any questions that they have. Cause I remember being there and like, I had to go to school to learn that stuff. And it, it can get a little confusing to learn that in that taking all that information. So I just want to like really build on TikTok and try to get, get more growth there so I can, by the time that I have like an actual like EP or album ready that people, people are ready, you know, to listen, there's more people than now to listen to it. And, uh, but I'm definitely going to put out some new music, probably at least another song within the next month or two. And then, uh, see, see where it goes from there. Man, this has been awesome. This has been a blast. Thank you for coming on. Let them know where to find your stuff at brother. So um, it's Starletta on every, I'm on every streaming platform. Um, all of my social media is at Starletta Music um, on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok. Um, you know, you can get Crying in Miami at, on any platform. Uh, check out all the other songs too, because if you like that one, you'll you'll definitely dig the other ones. Um, Crying in Miami is a banger. I'm not gonna lie. Yes. Uh, but if you like that one. Uh, definitely check out all the other other songs too. But follow me on all my social medias too, because uh, I post a lot on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter. And if you want to stay updated with stuff before it comes out, I'm usually putting a ton of things on there. So I would appreciate the follows. Yes, follow this man on Twitter. Get this man's followings up because that train of success is coming, and be ready for it. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> um, I'll I'll be preparing. Don't you worry. Definitely. Thank you for coming on, brother. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me. And as always, Devil Cox Spirits, we are out. Peace. Before we end the podcast today, I want to say um, rest in peace to Bobby Pauls, a.k.a. the Nintendo Guru. He passed away recently, and he was a really good friend who I cherished the good times that we had together talking to him. He was actually on the 12th episode of the Delvin Cox Experience, one of the first guests on the podcast. And he was doing his thing as the Nintendo guru and killing it out there. And he didn't have to come on my show, and he did. And we barely talked about video games. We talked about everything else except video games, as a matter of fact. And I always appreciated our conversation that we had about life and family, when he was going through his things, when I was going through my things. Bobby was a good dude. So rest in peace, Nintendo Guru, man. We love you and we'll miss you.